Deep in the farthest recesses of the most distant jungle lies a city. A city populated by the most mysterious, terrifying, and downright grotesque denizens ever seen by mortal eye. Here, in the darkened corners of this cavernous locale, sits an ordinary, average brick building with an innocuous, ordinary, average, blinking neon sign which reads, On Air. It is here where each week, Seth Breedlove and Mark Matsky convene to discuss the greatest mysteries the world has ever known. Now, strap on your hiking boots, grab your trusty walking stick, and don't forget your machete as we begin our journey through Monsteropolis. He's ready. He's got his notes. Got <laughs> notes. I've got info straight from the source. Ooh. You know what, straight Mark? If this is an episode the about the ridge, yes. should I just... <laughs> what are you doing? I just wish this thing was like Do not... you want this one instead? They're both the same height, Heather. <laughs> I didn't know that was your problem. Yeah. It's Do you want to like change chairs? This one's that higher. Down. Oh, that's true. It is well, no, because then you would have that problem. I gotta get. Yeah, but I don't. I don't get irritated by it and throw my nose on it. <laughs> I'm not gonna get irritated by it. <laughs> no, it's fine. I love this. I love it. It's too high. Is that your problem? Take this chair. No, I don't want the. There are no, multiple ways fine. to solve this issue. It's we could fine. give you a pillow. No, it's fine. Hold, no, I got it. No, it's fine. I'm not. We're already recording. Come back. I don't want to. Re- I don't want to. Re- 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 Get up. <laughs> That's not going to do anything. <laughs> yes, it will. No. Courtney and I do it all the time. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, Courtney and I do this wow. all the time for uh, Paranormal Explained. We know. Oh. Now adjust it so it's the same problem all over again. Oh, for the love of. <laughs> this is Monsteropolis, a show about anomalies, legends, and monsters. Re- oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, I'm yeah, this is- <laughs> one of your hosts. My name is Seth Breedlove, and joined as always by my pal, Mark Metzger. Hey, greetings. Chestnut Ridge. Chestnut Ridge. Expert. Oh, my. Oh. You're not supposed to accept the word expert. That's part of the <laughs> okay. uh, the dogma of knowledge today's. Knowledge base. <laughs> knowledge. Collector of knowledge. Collector of knowledge about the Chestnut Ridge, Mark Metzger. Yes. Chronicler of. Ooh. I nice. like it. I like yes. that. Yes. Chronicler of the strange. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's me. Yep. And also chronicler of nope. Uh <laughs> she's oh, Heather <laughs> Mosier. <laughs> Hi. Uh this is a show about anomalies, legends, and monsters. I think I left that off the last show. So if you were listening, like, what is this show about? Yeah. Now you know. The other shoe never dropped. Yeah. They listened for 45 minutes. Even like, after I shoehorned two of us in there, yeah. we couldn't, it never fell. Uh, oh, boy. That was a deep cut joke. That about sure episode. was. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this is uh, a show about weird stuff. and um, Indeed. You can send us your emails about weird stuff to monsteropolismail at gmail.com. And we'll read it live on the show. We would love it if you would all send us many, many emails as it <laughs> ma- basically makes it so we don't have to do research. 
Yes, and we we learn new things every time. We do. Yeah, buckled was one of buckled, the buckled. Yeah, was one of the things we learned on the last episode, um, and we've also learned about uh, international ghost names. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is a big part of the show now. Um, so anyway, send us mail, Monsteropolis mail. Leave us a review on iTunes. We need to offset the flurry of bad reviews. We've gotten a couple positive okay. iTunes reviews. Two, three like, stars. For real. Okay. <laughs> what did they say? Do you know? Can well, you just they were, like, yeah, the, in summary, mm-hmm. no, the, let me, let me uh, set the stage. <laughs> for us, a, po- a positive reviews <laughs> subject line. Oh, no. No, this is a, as close to a literal interpretation as I can get. It yeah. says something like, "Not that bad." No, close. <laughs> it's um, it, it's li- the the actual verbatim quote is better than nothing. Yeah, there you go. Hey, it could be nothing. <laughs> Wait, what is the like? What's the context? Well, there, like it, no better, podcast on Earth. Yeah, like the the what would be worse is if we were not doing any sort of podcast how many stars did they give for that review oh i think five (laughs) whoa i mean both of the new positive ones were in direct response to our pleas for positive so because of ted's review they were inspired i Uh, think so yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. and um so we got a couple Where, like, mixed into the actual body of the review was, well, you asked for positive reviews, so <laughs> here's one. Here's, I got it. Uh, Aww, you guys are better listening. than nothing <laughs> happening. Than nothing. Yeah. That's, hey, that's yeah. true. <laughs> if it's up, if it's like a toss up between us and like a dial tone. Right. Please. Yes. You know, like, I Choose think us. for the most part, we're going to be better. Yeah. <laughs> for the most part. Um, oh, man. Could we get more positive reviews if we added sort of a fresh beat on the show that's just yeah. like kind of in the background? Like, <laughs> and then and once in talking. a while they'd mix it. Yeah. And it just could change. But it would be unexpected. Mm-hmm. Like right. you'd be in the middle of talking and all of a sudden you're like, Rip it up. Yeah. Wait, have we tried the three of us just start bobbing our heads? Yeah. We should do subliminal stuff like they did at the movies oh. with popcorn and drinks and stuff. Oh, that's Fight Club. The movie Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, let's talk about other oh, things. Do, yeah. Do you have any... <laughs> do you have... <laughs> Any announcements? To Better make? than nothing. Better, yes, please. <laughs> Keep in mind, it could be worse. It could be this. Uh, do I have an announcement? <laughs> Dude, if it was forty-five minutes of you and I just like checking our phones, that'd make my life a lot easier. Um, yeah. Announcement-wise, we have. Uh, we do know as of this morning that the Mothman Festival is officially canceled. Uh, no Mothman Festival again. We are making up for it by, and this hasn't been announced yet, but we are making up for it by adding a Friday night world premiere of the Mothman Legacy to Braxy Bazaar. Um, so Friday night is now an event. Uh, and we're going to show the Mothman Legacy at the Elk Theater. We're trying to figure out what the situation is going to be in terms of like tickets and if it's going to cost or not going to cost. Either way, we're going to show Mothman Legacy. Uh, I'll probably do a Q&A 
Um, and then on Saturday at Braxy Bazaar, we'll be there all day. And we're we have an event poster. We have all sorts of fun stuff coming. So if you're if you're interested in seeing Mothman Legacy on this on the big screen, it has not yet been shown on a big screen. So this will be the first event where it'll where it'll play. So come watch what's happening out there. <laughs> what's going on? Someone showed up. Oh, okay. Um, so anyway, uh, be there for that. It's going to be a wild. What are the dates on that? September 11th and September 10th. 10th. Yeah. <laughs> 10th and 11th. Start yeah. at the 11th. Uh, but <laughs> be there at Sutton, West Virginia at the Flywoods <laughs> Monster Museum in the surrounding area. A lot of our friends will be there. And uh, since there's no Mothman Festival, I can't think of a better way to celebrate than to celebrate the Flatwoods Monster. Yeah. Come hang out with us in Sutton. One of my favorite towns. Fast becoming one of my favorite places in the United States. Wow. Yeah. I think we explained on uh, Paranormal Unexplained that it's like a second home almost for yeah. STM. Yes, it is. We've been there a lot in the last couple of years. So uh, anyway, and then the other thing we've got going on is uh, uh, the squad, uh, our YouTube channel membership. Um, come join the channel and watch become a squad member become a yeah. squad member watch card carrying squad member beyond the Ooh, trail not yet we're working on it. <laughs> it's, it's in the works it's in the works <laughs> uh, maybe no um it's a vaccination thing on the other side of it <laughs> oh boy yes oh. i'm <laughs> uh Indrid cold signed it <laughs> i'm totally safe uh there comes the negative reviews <laughs> Nothing is better. <laughs> yeah, better right. <laughs> I mean, that, you see how freeing that is once you know that <laughs> anything you, you say <laughs> is better than nothing. Yeah. The um, <laughs> the the other thing I wanted to mention though is that we do have a lot of new stuff coming to Squad, and as long as we're gonna get into the topic of the show, we're gonna segue by announcing something that we haven't announced anywhere else yet. And that is we are doing a new, so On the Trail Of was originally conceived as an episodic format thing. Mm. Like it was always supposed to be episodic. We had to get off that train uh, due to some of the projects not making the, their money back, but we love On the Trail Of and it's, it has a massive audience. It's just, anyway, logistically, it, it, it Regardless, uh, on the trail of Bigfoot, colon, <laughs> yeah. the ridge, uh, coming next year uh, from Small Time Monsters. Episodic series will post for squad members completely ad-free in 4K uh, and then be followed the following week by the ad-supported version on free YouTube. This is going to be... I hesitate to say a mini series. It could potentially become an ongoing and it would depend on how successful it is. But for a long time, I've teased the fact that I really wanted to revisit the Ridge and I've even talked about doing like a straight up invasion on Chestnut Ridge sequel. This is going to be as close as we can get to that. This mm -hmm. will be an ongoing. Um, and we've already got some of the original folk involved again. So Sean Forker, Eric Altman, actually Sean wasn't in the first one, but he was in on the trail of UFOs mm -hmm. on the Ridge. So yeah. it's, it's a reunion in, in a way of, of a lot of the people that we work closely with. And then obviously you can't make anything about the Chestnut Ridge without having a Mark Matsky, who I haven't even asked until this moment. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no pressure. Will you be involved? Oh, um, let me, let me check. 
<laughs> yes. Check your schedule. Yeah. <laughs> and B, uh, Stan Gordon. I probably should have reversed those. A, Stan Gordon. That's, yes. B, Mark Matsky. Yeah. Um, and that'll I'm, start... I'm Stan Gordon's handler. Yeah. So <laughs> it's agent. fine either way you go. It's sort of a gimlet. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, so We uh, come with meatballs. You're going to have to... No, seriously, no, you're going to have to have Stan Gordon's Stan will bring meatballs, you meatballs. Really? right out of the crock pot. Yeah, They're right. phenomenal. That sounds awesome. Yeah, in the Monster Bash days, he would bring them for the organizers and like the other vendors. Yeah. And it got to a point where he was being asked by them, did you bring your meatballs this year? <gasps> so he felt as if he had to then, you know, you get awesome. obligated into these sort of things. And he would I'm bring us some too. Yeah. It was a treat. <laughs> Just <laughs> reminiscing. Yeah. Good old days. I still have one frozen in my just in one? my freezer. A yeah. Solitary meatball. Just kidding. <laughs> oh. It's like the pear, it's like the pear that we took out You're of town. You're waiting to throw it at <laughs> <Yeah>. a <laughs> fermented pear. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's it's the exciting. Ridge, yeah. I'm excited to dive Sweet. back into episodic content with on the trail of and uh, and hope you know the hope is that it would be collected eventually and released through 1091 down the road, probably sometime late next year. But we're, it's up in the air as to how many episodes or whatever, but I could do it forever. I've talked before, I've talked to, to Sean for a couple of years about doing something like this. Mm-hmm. It's just this, I, I came into work on Monday. This is legit how this happened. Okay. That was the day you came in, right? Yeah. I came into work on Monday and had the idea on my drive from home to work, which is less than three minutes. <laughs> and by the time I got to work, I had already sent Sean an email, sent Eric a, uh, a message on Facebook and called Stan Gordon. Yep. Everyone was on board. Yeah. And I was like, all right, it's greenlit. And that's nice. a pretty good example of how STM works. Yeah. <laughs> I think when I walked in, you were on the phone with Stan. Yes. I got here at like 9 or 10 or whatever. Yep. You got in at a little after 9, I think, yeah. and Stan was on the phone. When she wow. Mm-hmm. Fresh off his appearance on Coast to Coast AM. I'm on Coast to Coast AM. Oh, by the time you listen to this, it'll be over. But I'm on Coast to Coast this, uh, which would be, this episode will already be out by the time that you hear oh, this. But I'm cool. doing Coast with George Knapp this Sunday night from 1 to 3. Oh, nice. So fun time nice 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 nothing better than being up from 1 to 3 a.m that's that's the reason i am a coast insider is so so that i don't do it later (laughs) (laughs) i wish i could be a coast insider as a guest yeah (laughs) 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 you could could appear whenever you want right uh all right so anyway let's talk about the chestnut ridge this is Mark's episode. Is, I don't know what we're going to do here. We're Well, I thought I, there's a lot of ways to go about it, obviously. Yeah. And we've covered in depth, I think, what it is and where it is. But what I wanted to get into, because we you hear this a lot, that things never really stop on the ridge. And I wanted to produce just a few cases that illustrate that activity on the ridge really doesn't ever stop. And like using 2020... As a case study, there were things happening that are very ridgy every single month from January all the way through. And now, you know, and a lot of this I am, I'm drawing from Stan's website, which mm-hmm. is Stan Gordon's UFO Anomaly Zone, which I wish there was a t-shirt for that. <laughs> but um, my favorite. I would love that. Stan Easter egg or trivia is that when you call his house, his home the answering machine picks up and it's it's like 
you've reached the home of Stan Gordon, UFO re- UFO Bigfoot researcher. And then it goes into this whole thing about UFOs and Bigfoots and leaving your message. And that's just his home answering. Yeah. Show. That's cool. Yeah, that's great. And so, um, you know, it, it, it stands then that he continues to get calls. He, you know, he, he brought that up on the air on coast that his phone rings just all the time. And up until like this year, there like we can start. Let's start in this year, and then we'll work backwards to 2020. But like in April and May of 2021, there have been um, at least two Thunderbird sightings. But I say Thunderbird; it's in air quotes because the flying creature that's described is really not like a giant eagle. Or like a big bird mm-hmm. it, it seems the one that was seen this year on three occasions is really more of the pterodactyl or pteranodon type of mm-hmm. entity and in one case a you know like a eight to ten foot wingspan pterodactyl chased a woman into a building mm-hmm. and this this is the one that i was in april yeah, it, that it chased this woman into a building. She saw it coming from somewhat of a distance and was sort of transfixed by it and rooted to the spot as it got closer to her and it appeared to be threatening. She thought, you know, maybe I should not be standing outside. I should run into the nearest building. She had gone for some appointment. It's not specified in the report. But the thing that caught her attention the most were the eyes of this creature that she described as fiery mm-hmm. or red. Red. And so it had her, ta- it, it had its talons up as it was flying towards her. She ran into this building and the person that she was having the appointment with then reported an independent sighting of something very similar just a day or two, maybe a week later mm-hmm. in the same general area. He evidently had an extraordinary daytime sighting of this thing, like flying up on and actually landing on a chimney same thing with like red orange fiery eyes Mm -hmm. and a notable lack of feathers but it had flown Mm -hmm. so it's interesting to me that that got classified as a thunderbird report because it really doesn't sound like a classic thunderbird which you know is more of a just a enormous regular natural bird but Mm -hmm. What's interesting then is that that goes, that's April. In May of 21, a woman had a sighting of a very similar creature, although this one appeared to be quite larger than the one that was seen in April. And the weirdest part of this is that the woman who saw it was right in the middle of downtown Greensburg, Pennsylvania, which is not... It's not like a huge city, but it's fairly urban where she had this particular sighting and just looked up into the sky and saw this thing fly past. She estimated that its wingspan was the length of two cars. Mm. So that's quite a bit different, you know, than eight to 10 feet. So it was seen at a, some of, at a distance. And then there was um, what came while Stan was literally typing the report out the next day, somebody called his hotline to report another sighting of almost certainly the same thing, but the day prior to the day the woman had her sighting in downtown Greensburg. So stuff is happening like this 
what color right up to is the, it? Like a jet black, well, it's typically. Not, it's not the first report of something matching that description in the area, right? Because Keystone State Park? Keystone, yeah. What year was that? Do you know the one I'm talking about? The one we interviewed the... Uh, Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. What's the line? What's Aaron's line? Judas Priest. Judas Priest. <laughs> I still say that a lot. Yeah. Well, I knew Andy was a big fan of that one. Right. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't go over from the pulpit very well, I have to say. Ah, you <laughs> People don't get it. Yeah. But yeah, so there's that. And then also this year, and what, what makes me crazy is that we missed this by less than a week. Because mm. we were down there in the Ridge area around Champion, PA. Yeah. We mm. left on the 12th. On July 18th was a classic mystery boom experience, oh, yeah. which was heard all throughout South Greensburg, Jeanette, Youngstown, Latrobe, and Hannahstown. We were in all of those areas the week prior, and then he, Stan got independent reports about this. People were posting on social media. Did anybody hear that loud boom? And just on and on. So these... This is something that's classically been reported along the ridge, and this is just the most recent. Are those mystery booms heard? Is that a common occurrence all over? Because, like, we we have a here in Wadsworth, we have a Wadsworth community group on mm -hmm. Facebook, and it's it's pretty much just a lot of people gossiping about each other. Yeah, <laughs> right. But one of the jokes, like running jokes in the in in the group, is this constant. People are constantly asking about the boom like did you hear that boom this morning and apparently mm -hmm. like it's just constantly happening here and it made me wonder like is that just a constant well uh, yeah i mean certainly there's there's booms all over the place and and groups like the one that you describe help to identify what the sound was because sometimes it's an exploding transformer yeah do you remember in... the boom i heard in um the whole rainforest no i don't uh, maybe you didn't hear about it. Mm -mm. Do you remember the clearing? I keep looking at Andy like he's going to answer me. But um, <laughs> do you remember the clearing with the river where I had gone off by myself while you guys were after we took the, and I went down into that mm -hmm. the big riverbed mm -hmm. and I was out way far down from you guys. I was down there by myself and there were two booms and both of them when they happened shook the ground. You felt mm. it reverberate underneath the ground. Mm hmm. And I came back, and I, I know I told Aaron about it, but it was like a really bizarre, it sounded like it was taking place under the ground. Yeah. And it reminded me of the one I've talked about at River Sticks, where I thought, like, in my head at that time, I was like Bigfoot-related, because I thought maybe it was like someone taking a rock and slamming it into the mm -hmm. ground. But anyway, that's, I've, I also have mystery, mystery boom experiences, guys. It's awesome. Everything. <laughs> I got, you it, got all. it all. I got it all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You are an, an experiencer. I'm yeah. the most experienced <laughs> experiencer. Yeah. But I mean, there is, uh, like in the cases of Mount Shasta, that's one that's really associated with mystery booms mm -hmm. in the Sierra Nevada range. Mm -hmm. Like in the classic book, Bigfoot by B.N. Slate and Alan Berry. That's the first place that I heard of like people hiking in the mountains and, and in the Pacific Northwest or at least Northern California and hearing not only mystery boom sounds, but like protracted sounds that mimic some sort of excavation work taking mm -hmm. place deep underground, mm -hmm. things like that. 
and that in that book it lumps everything in right it's like mystery booms underground sounds ufos you know telekinetic powers Mm -hmm. that bigfoot has and things of that nature so yeah i think there is the boom idea is something that happens all over the place and to to the point of stan's report on his website he felt as if he had cross-checked a lot of different like mundane explanations like firecrackers or like out i know in some places in geauga county people like to shoot at explosives <laughs> just not for sure. fun you yeah, know why not? and and when they hit the target it's i mean something really blows up and you can almost feel it if mm-hmm. it's close enough so it could be any number of those things but this one was heard across a really large territory mm-hmm. i mean when we talk about the ridge, I think it's always important to just review the fact that it's not like it's 10, like a 10 mile oh, yeah. square radius. Yeah. That's, that's the ridge. We're talking about, you know, really, a, it could be anywhere along this hundred mile stretch yeah. of and, mountain ridge. And that includes that area around, I mean, most of the sightings are taking place in areas not on the ridge. Correct. Yeah. Because the ridge isn't really inhabited. Right, like I mean, there's there's houses and things on. We've stayed in a house yeah. on the ridge, but it's not. It's the towns and things that line the ridge Correct. on either end where the activity takes place. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 very. You can drive, like over the ridge, mm-hmm. and there's some country cabins and homes up there, but it's not developed as much as you might think. Yeah. The villages and towns are on either side in the valleys. So you're right. I mean, Chestnut Ridge is a really specific area. And what also gets named a lot is the Laurel Ridge, which is the next ridge immediately to the east of Chestnut. I mean, you see one from the other it's when you're there. It's hard to figure out what you're mm-hmm. looking at unless you know exactly right. what, what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So the, the reports that Stan collects truly are from all over, I would say, western Pennsylvania because mm-hmm. um, some of the most famous... Like the the Bigfoot with the orb story, that was actually Butler County, which is northwest of Pittsburgh. Mm. So that's not even close to the ridge per se, but it's all mountainous, fairly wooded. And most importantly, I think the river cuts through there on the way down to Pittsburgh. And Morgantown plays a role in in that in West Virginia. We Mm -hmm. drove right by the gate to Chestnut Ridge Park. Oh, wow. When we were... In, in Morgantown. Yeah. Went up to Cooper's Rock State Park, which mm-hmm. apparently is like right there near yeah. the ridge. We drove over the ridge to get mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and Morgantown is then usually thought of as the southern, southern yeah. terminus of the ridge. Mm-hmm. And like Indiana County is up the north. And they're massively coal mined, by the yeah. way, because I've been looking into, I've been following that train of thought, and there's a lot of like big coal mining history with that ridge. Sure. And I think to me, that's part of, um, that's a potential explanation for mystery booms or underground sounds. Anytime you have coal mines, especially ones that have been abandoned, things could in fact be collapsing, you know, that you could hear like a shift or a a tremor of some sort knocks things loose. Isn't there a mine in Pennsylvania that's like on fire constantly? Yes. yeah. My, my mom loves that story. Isn't mm-hmm. it's in Pennsylvania though? Correct. Yeah. Centralia. Yeah. yeah. Centralia, that's right. Pennsylvania. Yep. 
And it's they just got they just closed that highway, the old highway that used to go in there that was covered in graffiti. But there was one as of a couple of years ago, there was like one family still living there. But mm. for the most part, yeah, what happened was the mine caught fire and then there was a town above the mine basically. Mm-hmm. And like the road started melting, mm-hmm. there was fire like it, it mm-hmm. was smoke would be pretty, coming yeah. up from cracks and yeah. the yeah. road it's and still burning. It yeah. would be yeah. like if Mineral City caught fire. It's like that same kind of like size of a town. I always think of Mineral City because that's a coal mining town. Mm-hmm. Out in, I don't know if you guys have driven through Mineral City out near. It's been a long route, time. Yeah, Route 800 heading out toward like Atwood Lake. But it's that same size town. And I mean, when you think about that, that's pretty crazy that a town or Falk. So mm-hmm. It'd be like if Falk just disappeared overnight. Yeah. Like it's that same kind of thing. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Going back to the coal mine thing too, like in the Ridge specifically, it's Paul Johnson's book in particular where he spends a little bit of time talking about the fact that there's actually ghost towns along the Ridge, if you know the right places to look, um, because of the industry, the coal mining industry, these little bergs grew up around the mine shaft and when those went away, the towns went away. And he gives fairly detailed instructions as to how to get to those places still in his book, which is cool. Is there still stuff like structures? Yeah. Yeah. Foundation stones or even um, just like iron implements and things that they would have used to pull stuff out of the ground. It's it's pretty wild. So, um, oh, oh, there's a Bigfoot sighting also May 20th of 2021. Yeah. In Fayette County, uh, Eric Altman actually personally investigated this case, and it's up. The full report is up on the Pennsylvania Bigfoot Society site. But this was a classic road crossing sighting. Two people were in the vehicle. From somewhat of a distance, they saw something huge on two feet run across the road. And what, what really grabbed Stan's attention, I know, is the fact that after the sighting, the car that they were driving in started to experience electronic anomalies and failures and then it kind of righted itself and was working all right again so there seems to be some sort of electromagnetic something or other to what happens in these sightings along the ridge as well and that's something that is all throughout um, invasion on chestnut ridge as well as the ufos of the ridge um, case file is the connection to power sources and you know there's a lot of them (laughs) Along the ridge, everything from high tension wires to what we've been talking about with the mines and railroads, even those though those are not as used as they used to be. Um, there's all these sources, not to mention then water and hydro uh, electric sources as well. So that's all of that is to say that up to the present moment, things can happen on the ridge at any moment, and it's as generally holds true it's typically the people who aren't looking or who didn't buy it at all and that's that's really that's one of the cool things about eric's case file that's on his website is that there was a family on a porch nearby where they were investigating the sighting and they went over and asked if they could talk to him a little bit and they almost got laughed at that is eric and his team because of the people who live there said we've never heard of anything like this ever happening around here before Mm-hmm. Which is really, it's wild to think that you can go probably from person to person mm-hmm. among the residents of that area. And some will have heard of this. It's probably it part of their family history. Highly unlikely, and, though. Yeah. Doesn't it? 
Like well, just because the there was a a lot of press given to, especially in the seventies, to like right. Bigfoot and high strangers sure. in the area. It depends they how long they've been there, I guess. I guess that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it, it, I don't know. I find that so strange. But then again, like it's hard to think of it from an in like an insider's perspective. Like we're mm-hmm. outsiders who are very aware of like the UFO Bigfoot connection to the Chestnut Ridge, whereas people that live there, it's just their house. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. we've dealt with that with like things like Minerva. Like how many people in Minerva were aware of the Minerva monster, despite the fact that it was like a huge deal. Yeah. Like how many people there were aware back in 2016 right. or whatever, 2015. Yeah. I don't know. The it, lost gold is what they wanted God, to talk right. about. Just keep making lost gold festivals. Yeah. And jazz. <laughs> keep, keep pumping those jazz festivals out. Um, I'm not, I'm not salty about it. No. Yeah, not at all. What else do you got? There? Well, I've got a rundown of 2020. Yeah. Let's go. So let's race through yes. 2020. The highlights. Yeah. <laughs> highlights. So in January, January 15th, a motorist looking toward Latrobe observed a large object in the sky that looked like two large aircraft side by side. And at the very same moment, there was a mystery boom report. Same month, less than a week later, this was an early morning sighting, 7.35 a.m. A man traveling northbound saw a a gray triangular-shaped UFO. Uh, One very bright light appeared to be in the front of the object, which was compared to an LED type of light. Uh, It had that same quality to it. And a a comparison was made to stealth bomber in what was being sighted. Uh, The driver slowed down to get a better look at the object, but it just vanished. Just winked out and was gone. Let's go to February. Uh, Dan Hageman of the BORU Research Group received numerous sightings of cylindrical and egg-shaped objects around Butler County. Egg-shaped. Yeah. Tic Tacs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mint Tic Tacs. Yeah. Uh, So the... This is kind of cool because it was one of those cases where the objects actually change shape, and that's sort of the tic-tac yeah. description as well. Yeah. Uh, this, a sphere emitted from the cylinder, and two objects move off in different directions. Hmm. And what's so cool about that is what I just remembered this at this very moment is when we were uh, doing interviews for Invasion. You know, That was uh, mentioned on a couple of occasions where people had UFO sightings where Either one craft came out of another, yeah, or there were docking and yeah, and docking. Yeah. Numerous smaller things kind of joining up with a larger lights departing. Other light, light. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that hasn't changed at all. Um, another UFO report um, in February, in March, on a trail near Rector, hikers heard a strange, loud sound they could not explain. Uh, the sound appeared to follow them from a distance. Mm. So that takes on a little different quality than just a mystery boom. Yeah. Like the idea of being followed or observed is one that you do hear more often than not. It seems like on the ridge that there's some type of consciousness attached to the weird object that's being observed at the moment. Like the in the case of the Thunderbird before, like the very first cases that I led off with, at least in the case of the man who saw the creature that landed on the uh, chimney of that house he felt that he had been noticed and of course the lady who got chased by one felt like she had been (laughs) quite 
obviously noticed as well. And there's that sense of um, things changing when you give your conscious attention, like a lot of these anomalous light reports, once it's spotted, there's a way of interacting with it that like, um, intelligently. Some, right. Right. And Is there a history uh, just of like the boom thing? Can you think of anything folklorically that stands out that kind of like connects to that? No, not no. that I can think of right no. now. The lights moving. Well, yeah. That, you know, but, but not the boom. I haven't looked into that. Okay. Do that. Okay. <laughs> let's let's make right. that the next project. Yeah. Noted. <laughs> so then in, also in March, March 24th, in classic location along the ridge in Derry Township, mm-hmm. so a lot of stuff happens in Derry. Uh, there, were, there was a uh, track line that was discovered uh, smaller in stature, like 8 to 10 inches long, 3 to 4 inches wide, and the old ridge standard three-toed tracks. Hmm. Uh, both right and left tracks were observed, and um, they were seen in wet ground in the vicinity of the Chestnut Ridge. So that's all that is said about it there. <laughs> so that's, you know, that that has the detail of the three-toed track, which yeah. is very Chestnut Ridgey. I didn't I know think, that still went on, honestly. Yeah, oh. and what's really interesting to me about that is that if I today I would imagine if you were going to hoax tracks most people would hoax five toed tracks right yeah i don't think they would be that into it to say <laughs> let's make three toed tracks like the 70 it's a deep cut. 70s flat <laughs> so i don't know what to make of that um going forward to may 27th this one's really interesting uh, this incident took place a few miles away from don Eagle, which is essentially where we stayed mm-hmm. um when we were there in july Witness was watching some deer in a field. Across the road, it was dark. There was some illumination. The deer were suddenly frightened by something. They ran from the area. Moments later, the witness saw a large, tall, humanoid figure over six feet tall. was very dark. The arms were bent and did not swing as it moved. The movement of the figure was unusual in that it did not seem to be running, but rather gliding across the field. It moved extremely fast, crossing about 75 yards in 10 seconds, moved out of sight, and was not seen again. Hmm. Witness did not know what was seen, but was sure it was not human. So this, too, is a feature of some ridge reports where uh, the anomalous figure that is seen doesn't even move naturally. Mm -hmm. Like, there's these other reports that we've heard that Stan has shared with us at conferences and so forth, but like stick figure... Yeah. Like super skinny. Mm. Or like the creature with no head. Yeah. There like a no head. No thing? head, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, when they're spotted, they do not seem to move in a natural manner is the yeah. easiest way to say it. Like there's some, like in this case, it had bent arms, but it didn't swing while it was running. And if anything is running on two feet yeah. that we're aware of, it's counterbalancing with arm swing. Mm-hmm. So what would run... With, you know, like a static upper body and your lower, you're like fast enough to cover that amount of ground. It's really unsettling because of how <laughs> how odd something like that would be. Um, May 27th, three witnesses traveling during daylight in a rural area of Cambria County saw something lying down about 120 feet ahead of them. They were quite surprised to see that it was a black panther. 
that rose from the ground, looked right at them, ran up a hill by a high-tension power line. The animal was described as jet black, body four to five feet long, at least a three-foot-long tail. And that's not the only Black Panther report from 2020, mm. which I think is pretty wild. They're, they're migrating. They've returned. They've returned, yeah. <laughs> uh, June 10th, back in Derry in Westmoreland County, a uh, man saw something he was sure was a black panther. He spotted it from about 80 yards. The body looked to be about four feet long and about a three-foot tail and all black. And the thing about that, I think, is that like black cats, when you see them out in the wild, just out in somebody's yard from a distance, really do look bigger than they are. You know, and cats can stretch mm-hmm. and can look a lot bigger than they are. So that one, you know, I, I kind of shrug my shoulders at. It could have just been a bigger than normal feral cat. But um, there's one report coming up. I don't know if it's close to here or not, but it's uh, a super up-close sighting of a Black Panther. I mean, namely, it was a guy had his garage door open. Mm-hmm. And he was out in his yard working on something, came into his garage saw a movement like just out of the corner of his eye and something ran out from the back of his garage out into the open and he says a black panther. Mm. He was that close that it was huge and he could hear its footfalls like the pads of its feet as it ran away on his driveway. So it's, that is, um, 2020 was kind of a big year for the black panthers and we heard about those when we were out on the invasion shoot. When we were out on that the um, we had the well it was Aaron Shakti's interview on that location the owner of the property said that they had to be careful with their horses because they would hear like panther growls oh. and they were convinced that there was something a... out in Minerva mm-hmm. uh, the the alpaca lady told me that they hear and see large felines in the woods around there so they have to be careful with the alpaca yeah it's crazy yeah do you hear that out in Minerva I haven't heard you haven't heard the feline screaming? I have not heard that yet. All right. Well, stay tuned. I will. There'll be more. <laughs> all right. All right. Follow up. Okay. I will. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, there's There are a number of UFO reports that happened in 2020 in which there was a lot of photographic or video footage that was taken of the incident. And um, I don't. we don't have time to get into all that, but there's like these detailed like uh, representations of what people saw, where it was read, and where it was sort of acknowledging. Oh, look, the cameraman yeah. on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not unusual in many of these cases that the people had such a, had a close enough sighting to see patterns in the way that the lights appeared mm. and things of that nature. Uh, one of the, I don't know if it's in this list or not, it probably is, of two people who were in a car and they saw something that was very like close encounters in terms of the type of craft that they saw in the sky it was flying over an area and was even shooting beams down into the woods and then there was like this mass exodus of animals coming out in front of their car like it whatever that craft had done had disturbed all of (laughs) nature's (laughs) little pals and they were running away in terror and the weirdest part of that story is that one of the animals that this one of the 
witnesses is convinced they saw was something like a wolverine, mm. which is not native to PA. Yeah. And that just, mm. he was floored by that because he went later, checked out, what could that have been that I saw? And he kept going back to wolverine mm. as the animal in question. Uh, so that just takes us up to like midsummer in 2020. <laughs> So we might need to do a part two. Yeah, we probably should. All right. Because these are fairly detailed accounts, but it's, as you'll hear, I mean, it's the the classic range of UFOs, um, interactions with strange lights, Bigfoot, electronic anomalies, and uh, mystery booms, Thunderbirds, Black Panthers, you mm. name it. Mm. And so what's what's remarkable is that it's when when stan says like this is ongoing it really is ongoing i mean it's right up to the this year this summer that he's taking he's reports about, about things thunderbird oh yeah he, was, he wanted to talk to me about those when i was on oh you heard him he was talking about him on the phone the other day mm-hmm. so. uh we'll get back more we'll follow up with our uh our chronicler of the strange <laughs> mark Matsky, who is uh, also, our Chestnut Ridge correspondent. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like All right. Uh, leave us a rating review on iTunes uh, mail, monsteropolis mail at gmail.com. Make sure to check out the new Beyond the Trail. And there's another one already ready and on the way that's set in Northern Oregon or Southern Oregon with uh, Cliff Berrickman. That's uh, super fun. It's a fun episode. So, you guys are going to like what we have coming for that show. And then Beyond the Trail, the Ridge. Probably doesn't start coming out till next year, but we'll start filming pretty soon. So mm-hmm. uh, that's it for now. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>